Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we're going to find out how menopause can impact your dental health, how important it is to donate plasma. The Hill Impact Program starts in January. Pennsylvania State Police have the information. And we're getting ready for howling good times throughout the area. We're going to find out where there's going to be a Halloween pet parade. But first, Danielle Weinshank is here with details about the upcoming dueling pianos, Howl at the Moon, to benefit leadership Lackawanna. I don't know about you, Danielle, but I could use a really good howl. Do you have any idea where I could get one? I do. Talking with you as a representative of Leadership Lackawanna, and we are gearing up for the fall event of the season. Uh, It's called Howl at the Moon, and it is, to be put simply, the entertainment experience, the total entertainment experience. The event features two live musicians who play your request on demand for a rollicking night of singing, dancing, and, of course, howling at the moon. Bring your cash because you can tip the musicians to move your song ahead in the playlist or stop somebody else's song. And all of those tips benefit Leadership Lackawanna and the good work that we do right here in your community. Now that sounds like quite a howling great evening. So where and when is this happening? How do we get tickets? Oh, all the details. It will be held on Friday, October 20th from 7 to 10 p.m. And we got an amazing venue this year. It is bigger. It is better than ever. So we're going to be at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. But because we're looking to howl, we're actually going to be outdoors underneath their train shed. So we're going to have music blaring. We're going to have the moon over the city of Scranton. And we're going to have the opportunity right before Halloween to really get our spooky on. And I find it fascinating that the tips are going to sway the musicians. That in itself sounds like a wonderful evening out. It really is. And it can be very motivating for our patrons because last year we had someone who paid quite a bit of money to hear Baby Shark and somebody had to outbid them to make the Baby Shark stop, which really everybody wanted to happen very quickly. Oh, that's a great idea. And I personally like Baby Shark, so that's that would be good for me. And you mentioned in the very beginning that this is all about Leadership Lackawanna. Tell us some of the things that you folks are involved in. And, of course, someone's listening and saying, boy, they sound like a fun group. How do I get involved? For those who don't know, Leadership Lackawanna is Northeastern Pennsylvania's premier community leadership and professional development organization. And it's for people who live, work, or just play in Lackawanna County. We have six programs for people of all ages, whether you're in high school or you're up at the executive level. We've got something for you. All of the proceeds from this howling good time are going to benefit our mission, which is growing community leaders. And I want to tell you a little bit about just what our core program did last year. Our core program is our flagship program. It's for people emerging into the leadership realm. And they had community service projects last year that valued more than $65,000 for organizations in Lackawanna County, such as the Children's Advocacy Center, the Indraloka Animal Sanctuary, the North Pocono Little League, the North Scranton Junior Invaders Football League, and the United Neighborhood Centers. And that was a really cool project because they took a vacant lot 
and built a tiny little park over on Capals Avenue by On and On. And that's just some of the things that you, that you, all of you do. And and you're you're how many how many people are do usually get in one year that go through leadership Lackawanna? Because there's an awful lot of projects, but there are quite a few people. There are. So our core program usually has between 30 and 40 people and our other various programs go anywhere from 20 to 30 people. But our total statistics as an organization are mind blowing. We've had more than 2,400 people graduate from Leadership Lackawanna and more than 130 different organizations have benefited from our projects, all of which are free to the organization because everyone wants to make Northeastern Pennsylvania, where they live, work or play, a better place. So now, again, people are hearing about this and Leadership Lackawanna, as you said, it's it's a class. So it starts and it comes to an end. So for the next round, when does that happen and how might people be able to get involved? Well, at any time, people can visit our website, www.leadershiplackawanna.com, and they can learn more about our programs. Applications for our core program usually open in early spring, and we'll always be publicizing those deadlines uh, throughout newspapers and on our Facebook, so I encourage you to follow us on social media as well. And you can always feel free to reach out to our executive director, Nicole Morisell, for more information about how you might get involved before you apply for one of our classes. When we're talking about all of these different classes, anybody who's hearing this now thinking, oh, maybe my organization could benefit, they should start tossing around different ideas because when the spring comes, my guess is you have a lot of people who are interested in getting your help. That is exactly right. So we have always a huge turnout, not just for people who want to apply for our program, but also for organizations that want to benefit from our community service projects. So we always say when people are interested to get in touch with us and, hey, you might have missed the boat this year, but there's definitely going to be next year. And we'll help you plan ahead so that we can make sure that we can collaboratively work together to you know, create change in our community, which is really what Leadership Lackawanna is all about. All right, let's get back to this big event now. Is there a time frame that people have to get tickets? Can they get their tickets at the door? You give us all the details, Danielle. And if you want, go ahead and howl. Oh, well, Paula, you're really tempting me there. So again, Leadership Lackawanna's Howl at the Moon Dueling Pianos Dance Party is going to be Friday, October 20th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. Tickets are available now at leadershiplackawanna.com. And by the way, I forgot to mention this before, each ticket includes your admission to the amazing live music. And we're also giving you raffle tickets to put in for over 20 incredible prizes that we're going to be giving away that evening as well. But if you'd like to buy more raffle tickets, you're welcome to do so as well. We encourage people to get their tickets now. We will have a limited number at the door. And it's, again, going to be a phenomenal event. I'm manifesting great weather. And we're all going to dance, sing, and howl the night away. And I just want to point out, I bet everybody listening has been supported by Leadership Lackawanna in some way, shape, or form. So by coming out and supporting this fundraiser, you can help us affect other people's lives and make the community that we all live in a better place. And I don't know anybody who doesn't think our community has room to grow. So with the help of your listeners, Leadership Lackawanna can make that happen. Oh, sounds great. (laughs) Perfect. Get ready to howl at the moon this Friday to benefit Leadership Lackawanna. Thanks, Danielle. Oh, we're not done howling yet. We're going to go to a Halloween pet parade on Saturday. It's to benefit Positively for the Animals, and Kevin Young has the details. Positively for the Animals is a nonprofit located in Scranton. We're a 501c3. We originated January in 2015. We serve Lackawanna County and Luzerne County. And what Positively for the Animals' mission is to keep the animals with the people and out of the shelters. And the way we do that is we help with pet food through our four-legged food bank. We provide people who are struggling financially to feed their animals. We will provide them pet food. We also provide medical grants, again, for the people who are struggling financially and need to have veterinary care for their animals. We provide small grants. We also provide grants for spading and neutering. 
of their dogs and cats. We do free seminars, pet first aid seminars, at the Taylor Community Library and other associated libraries. We also help with sometimes people have elderly animals and they can't get up on a couch or in bed with them and we'll provide ramps or steps. A lot of care items that go along with pet ownership. We have been doing close to $100,000 a year in services. And we're going to talk about what you have coming up as a fundraiser. But first, and you have Positively, and it's P-A-W-S, love that, Positively for the animals.org. And as I'm going around a little bit on the website, who's Maddie? Maddie was a very, very highly trained service animal. Maddie also was a partner with one of our most brilliant animal trainers, Alan Finn of Designing Dogs. Maddie was an 11-year-old German Shepherd who was his assistant in training area police canine dogs were trained by Alan and Maddie and also hundreds and hundreds of people whose animals were one-on-one with Alan for training. Maddie was trained in search and rescue. Maddie was certified in all aspects of a service dog. She was very, very special animal. Maddie was also very helpful to younger children in schools and uh, the children would handle Maddie. And Maddie was a trained attack dog also to guarding. She was just amazing. And Maddie was also a very, very special part of my life. As in 1985, I was attacked by a German shepherd as a letter carrier for the post office and suffered a severe back injury in the attack and had my career changed. And I've always had a phobia over 35 years of German Shepherd's uncontrollable fear. Maddie helped me when I went to Allen with my dog, Ruby, for training to get over my fear. Maddie literally sensed something was wrong with me, and she became a tool for my phobia of German Shepherd's. And with training and with Allen's assistance and guidance, we were able to conquer my fear over the years. Maddie died unexpectedly four years ago. What we do, we are part where we help the community's pets with medical. We call it now the Maddie Fund in honor of the memory of Maddie, how she served the community. So many people in Lackawanna, Luzerne, and all the surrounding counties have no idea how she has helped, whether it was with their police force, training their officers and their canine units, or it was going to canine demonstrations, teaching children how not to fear animals, but how to respect animals, letting them know how they're not just a pet, how they can be more to their needs. It was just remarkable what how many lives she has changed especially mine personally. So in order to keep the memory of Maddie going and what she did for everybody, we feel it was a great reflection of what we do for the community. So that's why we called it the Maddie Fund. And the Maddie Fund is listed as where an application for our assistance, whether it's food or whether it's medical, they fill out the application under our Maddie Fund and then it goes to our board and our board comes up with a grant. She was the very incredible animal and never once, never once ever asked anybody to do something for her. She always wanted to help, other than maybe a a butt rub for me. (laughs) (laughs) And extra ear scratches at any particular time. And she's still able to help all of the animals. And again, as I said, All that information is available on your website, positively, P-A-W-S, ativily, for the animals.org. Now, let's talk about your upcoming event because I, for one, love a Halloween pet parade, Kevin. This will be our fifth annual Halloween 
Pet Parade. It's uh, October 22nd, which is a Sunday at McDade Park. And we invite all pet owners and not just dogs and cats. We've had chickens and we've had geese and we've had snakes also enter our pet Halloween parade. It's a $5 entrance fee. All the proceeds for what we make on the Halloween pet parade go to our Maddie fund. Registration is from 12 to 145 with the parade kicking off at two o'clock. The first prize is $100 for the best costume and show. And then we have four additional $25 cash prizes for the funniest, the cutest, the scariest, and the most original costume. Uh, We also have a DJ playing wonderful vendors, food for purchase, and it's one of our favorite events of the year. It's so incredible what imagination of the people are to dress up their pets. And it's also a credit to the pets because, boy, some of the outfits they have on, you wonder how they keep it on for so long. Yeah, And still be so happy on tail wagon. <laughs> Last year's winner was really quite something that won Best in Show. It was a young lady with a Yorkie who came as Top Gun Maverick. She had a baby stroller and she built a jet plane with the Yorkie with a pair of fighter goggles on, a scarf and a, a fighter helmet. And she was dressed as Kelly McGinnis and playing the music from Top Gun. And she won Best in Show. That's one of the pictures that you can actually see on that website that we're telling everybody about. Some people go, oh, how can you do that to your pets? Well, I kind of think they like it, too, because of all the attention they get. And speaking speaking of attention, am I also seeing here that we're already planning pet photos with Santa, too? Yes, we are. We have Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus pet photos. And what we do is they're scheduled at the Taylor Community Library. Can take your picture and you can take as many pictures with your camera and your phone as as much as you want. It's a lot of fun. Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus is uh, a very, very, very gorgeous looking picture because professional outfits and uh, they're also the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus that is in the Taylor Community Christmas Parade every Black Friday. They're well known and uh, pictures are really, really nice with Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus and their pets. In December 1st and December 5th from 6 to 8 p.m. We ask for a $5 donation per pet whose picture is taken with Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. Kevin, what would you like our listeners to know besides I'll have you go over the information for the Halloween event coming up on the uh, 22nd of October, but what would you like to leave them so that they know about positively for the animals? Positively for the animals usually answers the phone 24-7. We just ask to let everybody know that we all do have full-time jobs. So sometimes it may, if it's not an emergency, it may be a few hours later that you are notified for your request, whether it's for food or medical care. None of us are paid. All money that is raised goes towards the animals. Approximately 95% of every dollar goes towards the care of the animals, whether it's food, medical, or equipment. 5% is naturally for administrative costs. Positively for the animals has grown exponentially after COVID. And unfortunately, the grants that we were receiving during COVID have now dried up. And when you go from doing fifteen dollars to $20,000 in food and medical care to over $100,000, that's a huge jump in, in revenue that needs to be brought in. And our fundraising is small. We count on grants and we count on the public's donations, either through our Memorial Pet Fund or through our website, Giving Tuesday is one, this Halloween pet parade, the Santa photos. We're spending 100 to every 
dollar that we're taking in. And unfortunately, we don't have any grants that are within sight that are going to help curtail the cost. So eventually, after the first year, our grants might be lower if we don't start picking up our revenue. But one thing, Paula, that I do want people to understand, and one of the things that we see too commonly is female pet cats and dogs coming down with pyrometria. Pyrometria is an infection of the uterus, and it is deadly. Unfortunately, people who don't spade their cats or dogs, they say, I don't let them out. It's my only pet. They're not going out to in public with other animals. They're not around other animals. Unfortunately, pyrometria occurs to pets that haven't been spaded. And when they go through their cycle, they build up these hormones, excessive amount of hormones, and they attach themselves to the uterus. Over time, they turn into a cyst, and these cysts get infected and burst and cause pyrometria. And pyrometria surgery is anywhere from 1000 to $2,000. And that's a big bill when you're not expecting it to come with. And pyrometria, if it isn't done immediately, it could kill your pet. So I would like everybody, please, whether or not you do, it's the only animal, as long as you have a female, it should be spaded to prevent pyrometria. It is a very, very common, one of the most deadly illnesses for a female animal at a young age. So now that we've talked about that, give us once again the details on Halloween Pet Parade on October 22nd. And Kevin, also issue the official invitation to join. Everybody, please come Sunday, October 22nd, whether you have a pet dressed up or not. It is an experience of sheer happiness to see all these animals dressed up in the creative way. It is Sunday, October 22nd at McDade Park between 12 and 2 p.m. registration with the parade kicking off at Sharp at 2 o'clock. And then we have Alan Finn's Designing Dogs will have a police canine demonstration following the parade and we have raffles, great baskets. We have a DJ, music playing, great food. And our vendors are some of the best in the area. Again, please, if you have time and you really want to enjoy an event that helps the community's pets, come out to McDade Park October 22nd for our fifth annual Halloween Pet Parade. And check you out on Facebook, too. Absolutely. Please give us a shout out on Facebook and check out our website for other events. We will be posting soon uh, once the final arrangements are made on the dates of our next first aid pet seminars at the area libraries. Kevin Young, positively for the animals, the Halloween pet parade coming up Saturday October 22nd, McDade Park in Scranton. Now, don't go away. If you or know someone who is interested in learning more about law enforcement careers, I have just the state trooper who has all the information. Next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. There are many different careers when you talk about law enforcement. And Pennsylvania State Police Master Trooper David Peters with Troop in Hazleton joins me now with information about the Hill Impact Program. It's starting in January, and if you're interested, we'll give you the insight you need. What I want to talk about today is the Pennsylvania State Police Hill Impact Program. It's a program for individuals 15 to 18. I've also accepted individuals that were 14 that have gone through our Camp Cadet Program. The Hill Impact Program itself is basically set up to build off the Camp Cadet experience, but it's really geared for individuals in that age bracket of 15 to 18 that are seriously considering or considering a career in law enforcement. Some of those individuals might be in some Votech vocational programs, or like I said, they're just interested in law enforcement in general. The program runs from January through April. It's at the Kingston Armory on Monday nights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And what we do in that program is trying to 
strengthen the relationship with law enforcement and, again, those in individuals seeking a career in law enforcement. We want to build off the Camp Cadet experience by exposing them and instructing them on various aspects of law enforcement, such as, like, infective communication, you know, officer safety, criminal law, traffic law, keep building on that aspect of it. It's a program, unlike Camp Cadet, where you can only do once, this is a program that you could stay in year after year until you age out at age 19, which, again, leads itself to the other program with the Law and Leadership Academy for those individuals that are 19 all the way up to age 38. So again, it's, it's on Monday nights from 5 to 8. They're going to experience physical fitness. They're also going to get military drill with our partners, the PA National Guard, and actual instruction. Some of that instruction will come from law enforcement instructors, or it will be subject matter experts in the community that work with law enforcement to educate them on various topics where it comes from dealing with people with disabilities as well as mental health issues, things of this nature to, again, broaden their perspective on law enforcement and give them some skills that they will need. There are a couple Saturdays that are built into the program. When they're there on a Saturday, they're there from 9 a.m. till 1, and we do provide lunch. But what the Saturday is, is more of a hands-on. So whatever type of instruction we provided leading into that Saturday session, we go ahead and have them apply that, whether that's putting them through traffic stops or different scenarios where we can evaluate them and have them learn or I don't want to say on the fly, but learn from aspects, whether they, you know, they didn't communicate enough or they didn't have enough control, paying attention to other things instead of the moment that was right there. Um, so we do that in all aspects. And it also gives those individuals who don't realize that, you know, any type of law enforcement career you're going to go into, whether it's state, local, federal, you know, you're going to have to pass some type of physical fitness requirement. You know, we hold them to the standards of the state police. Um, and we kind of instill that fitness where they can build off it. You know, we hope individuals from last year that get back in this year, we hope they held on to some of that physical fitness and we can build on them. So when the time comes later in life for them to either go to an Act 120 program or, or to a state or federal law enforcement uh, educational site, that they're confident in their abilities, they've been putting in the work, and it isn't something that's going to hold them back. Um, so that's what we hope to accomplish. And we, we get that on that Saturday, January 6th, they actually come in for orientation and take a physical readiness test. And that's kind of where we evaluate them. And along the way, they're tested throughout the program. And again, I think it builds confidence in them, too, to see where they started and now where they're at. That, yeah, as difficult as it may be, they, they were able to put the work in and accomplish something for themselves. Now, this isn't the first year of the program. Yeah, so last year was our first Hill Impact program here up in the Northeast. Um, we graduated 32 individuals from, I believe, at least seven different counties surrounding the uh, uh, Luzerne County area because our program's held at the Kingston Armory. Like I said, we are partners with the PA National Guard on that. Um, and we had individuals from as far as Northampton, PA, all the way up to Peckville, Bloomsburg. Uh, we had multiple individuals. There really is no program like this in the Northeast. Like I said, it builds on individuals. If, if they're in a VOTEC law enforcement program, it builds on the skills they're already learning in that program and also teaches some other aspects of law enforcement that may not necessarily be covered in that environment. Now, you have repeaters who are coming back from being through this. Uh, do you know that yet? Yeah, I actually do. There's, uh, since I've released the, the registration period and, and gotten out to the schools and continue to get out to the schools, I've had at least five or six from last year that have already reapplied to be in the program this year. And, that, and that's the thing also with the program is the curriculum is not going to be the same for those returning individuals that they had on year one. Again, looking to build off of what they learned in year one and taking a step further for them in year two, as well as year three trying to encompass like leadership skills as well as building on information they already know. So as they move on to challenging, plus mentoring them, really helping them understand like maybe the college courses they should be taking uh, that could better suit them for a law enforcement career. Well, it certainly sounds like it is a far reaching program. If a student, let's say, started at 15 and now they're back this year can they go until they're 18 when they reach the the final age yes so last year obviously being our first year we have a couple individuals that got in the program that were 18 but they had just they turned 18 just slightly during the program so they're individuals that 
even though they'll probably age out at 19 during the course of the program, we, we encourage them to apply because you're not in that college level yet. You're still high school students. And that's kind of where this age group centers on in regards to that in the curriculum. Like I said, I've taken 14-year-olds that have gone through the Camp Cadet program, and we'll incorporate the curriculum in there for them because a lot of leadership, again, is mostly for college students. They're, they're getting closer to that, the age to which they can speak in the process for state police or Act 120 programs or anything of that nature. So we really don't want someone who's in college coming to this program. There's a more in-depth program for them that centers more on, you know, police processing, testing, really preparing them for the physical nature of it. This is more of a guidance, a mentorship that we can get these young people involved if this is a career they're looking into and really bring them along. Um, So when they, they make decisions about their college future and about their career future, they have options at their fingertips because they've seen different things and they know whether they want this career or what they should take in pursuing such a a career. I know when some high schools do allow their students to go and take classes that they can put maybe credits toward when they're deciding to go to college. Is there anything like that involved with this? Education is key uh, in a lot of things. Knowledge is power. So, you know, if somebody's taking particular classes. And again, it kind of lends itself to like taking the right classes. You know, what is their final career? One thing that I've come across in a lot of different things is people go get a degree, I should say, in like maybe forensic science. And there's a misunderstanding out there that just because you have a degree in forensic science, that if you get into state police, you're automatically going to be, you know, a crime scene investigator. That's not how the process works. So we also try to educate the individuals on trying to find out where do you see yourself going? What What is your ultimate goal? I like to be a detective. I like to be a crime scene investigator. I like to do cybersecurity. So we try to connect them with people that are actually doing that in the various lines of work. I mean, we have our own computer crimes unit. We have, they, they are exposed to our forensics team and things of that nature and understand you know, what it takes and, and trainings that they can take and maybe classes they can take that builds their resume that if that opportunity presents itself, that they're they're putting forth that they are the best candidate based upon the things that they have done knowledge-wise by taking classes. Someone's hearing this for the first time and they're saying, I'm kind of interested, I'm looking into these things, and is there any kind of requirements that they have to bring with them in order to get involved in this? And exactly what else would they have to do if they want to find out more, try and enroll? The best way to get an application, do send it to the schools to, to share. But the best way is to contact me by email. And my email is D-A-P-E-T-E-R-S at PA.gov. So it's D-A-Peters at PA.gov. Or they can call the Hazleton Station. My number is 570-459-3900. And my extension is 269. Guidance counselors, again, any schools that have careers as part of their curriculum, you know, we're trying to get it out and then identify those teachers that teach that aspect or curriculum so they can get it out to their students. And again, options. Again, even if you're just considering a career and, and don't really know everything that's involved, this is a really good insight. The program is free itself. So you get a nice understanding of the regimentation, the self-discipline, the time management in some cases, even stress management. These are all things that, you know, we really build on in the older program. But again, you get a general awareness on what it takes and what you're going to need to do to get that program. We're actually taking the applications now, and it goes all the way, I think, December 1st. Um, And then after that time, they're going to have to go through an interview process. And the interview process is just really an awareness to them to understand a step of our process in the state police where they have to do oral boards. So, you know, there they are. They're going to be able to effectively speak and list and say to us some of the things that they have taken. So, you know, it's important to us to also know where a student is so we could kind of point out things to them. Like if I'm dealing with a high school senior that's been in a law enforcement vocational program for the last, you know, three years that have learned a lot of basics about crime and traffic and other aspects is being able to build off that and teach them something as well. That's going to benefit them later down the road if you know they are fortunate enough to uh, get into a law enforcement career. Well, anything else that we may have left out that you would like our listeners to know? And of course, once again, the all-important contact information for someone to get in touch with you. Just like I said, if, if they're interested, 
in, in the program or law enforcement in general, it, it's definitely worth their while. It is, again, a free program, great insight. Um, we build off the curriculum so those students that are looking to come back for their second year, you know, we're, we're again, looking to enrich them and educate them even further than we did last year and, and work on the things that they feel that they need to work on as well. Um, again, the program starts January 8th is that first Monday. Cadets enrolled would have to come in for January 6th for orientation and a physical readiness assessment. And they can contact me at 570-459-3900, extension 269. Or again, the best way is via email at dapeters at pa.gov. That way, I have your email. I know you're interested. I can get you the application and the program details. And now we have an open line of communication that if you have any questions about the program, I can provide further insight. Once again, Trooper Peter's email, dapeters at pa.gov. Don't go away. We're talking how important it is to donate plasma and the impact menopause has on your dental health next on Special Edition. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now on Special Edition, welcome Anita Brickman from Plasma Protein Therapeutics Association on how important it is to donate plasma. Plasma is so important because it is such a life-giving donation in the sense that from plasma come certain types of plasma-derived medicines that people with all kinds of conditions, including genetic conditions, absolutely need. Plasma is about 55% of human blood. So there's a lot of water in it, salts, enzymes. It carries the red blood cells. So what's important in plasma itself is that there are special proteins and antibodies that people really need if they have a primary immune deficiency so their immune system doesn't work correctly. They need these antibodies to live full and productive lives. If they have problems with their blood clotting, somebody who has been born with hemophilia or von Willebrand disease or other clotting problems, these proteins and the clotting factors within plasma can really make a difference in their lives. So it is very, a very unique part of blood that becomes plasma-derived medicines for people all around the world. Why then, if someone donates blood, can't they just take the plasma or which I'll also ask you a question about in a few moments about platelets from the donated blood. They certainly can, Paula. That is called recovered plasma. And just like with platelets or other blood components, it is used. But if someone goes to a dedicated plasma collection center, so much more of the plasma and the antibodies and proteins I just talked about can be extracted. It's a process called plasmapheresis where the plasma is taken and then the red blood cells are put back in the person's body. They can donate plasma more often that way. And then this plasma, it's called source plasma. It's not recovered from blood, but it is taken at the source. It is 
frozen and it is sent to a fractionation or manufacturing facility where it is turned into these specific plasma-derived medicines. So if you've ever donated blood, please consider thinking about donating plasma at a specific plasma collection center because the process, I can say, is more efficient as far as what can be extracted from the plasma itself. And again, for people who do donate blood, they also hear about donating platelets. And we're talking plasma, but people hear this and they think it's all the same thing. So where do platelets fit into all this? Platelets are a part of the blood that are very important for people going through certain kinds of conditions who need those platelets to bolster what their own body is producing. Plasma is different. It is the straw-colored liquid that is in human blood. And not just is it used for rare diseases, but for everyday types of treatments. Shock trauma, if someone's been in an accident and is losing a lot of blood. Burn patients can lose a lot of fluids and albumin in the plasma can be used to replenish those fluids. If someone has ever gotten a tetanus shot, that is a plasma-derived therapy. And also some individuals going through cancer treatment, obviously cancer treatments themselves, while they're fighting the cancer, can really affect the immune system. Getting immunoglobulins to bolster the immune system can be helpful for people going through cancer treatment as well. So it's important that all types of donation are important. Blood donation, platelet donation, but so is plasma donation, and people don't know enough about that. Well, let's give them a little bit of an insight then. When you, we've heard a lot about blood donation. So is there a difference in the way that you donate blood as to the way that you donate plasma? Yes, there's a lot of similarities. But let's say you go to a plasma collection center, a plasma donation center. You will come in with your photo ID. That is necessary. And also proof of local address. That is one difference. They will ask for something as a proof of local address when you first enter a donation center. You will have a small blood sample taken, a fingerprint, just like you do when you give blood. This is to check for the protein and iron levels, just to make sure that you are okay and healthy to donate. And you complete a donor history questionnaire. Again, very similar to donating blood. Then a technician will prep your arm with an antiseptic, put in the needle, and the donation process begins. Now, the blood is drawn out, and as I said, the plasma is separated, and the red blood cells go back to the human body. So it is a really interesting process. What is different here is if you are at a plasma collection center, the first time you go, it can take up to two hours. And because of that time and commitment, the plasma donation centers do compensate regular donors. They offer them some compensation for their time, their effort. The plasma itself is a donation. When you come back, and hopefully you come back often, then it takes about 90 minutes. This is so important that this is a stringent, highly regulated process at every plasma collection facility. So it is as highly regulated as donating blood. If I understood what you said correctly, then when the process begins, the disbursement also is handled right there and then it's not like you take everything and then you they take it and then they they make the the separation it happens as it's happening that's exactly right this plasmapheresis splits out the plasma it goes into a, blo- a bottle that is flash frozen and then goes through a variety of testing it then goes through a manufacturing process that is highly regulated all kinds of safety parameters. It goes through heat treatment, all these different steps. And then through this manufacturing process, these antibodies, these proteins are kind of plucked out from the plasma and turned into these medicines. That whole journey can take up to a year. It's amazing. I've been to two of these manufacturing facilities and the amount of plasma it takes to treat individuals with these different conditions 
it's an awful lot. And that's why we need more of it. But yes, the separation process happens right there. And the red blood cells get returned back to that person right away. So it is different. How often can someone donate plasma? Because we know that there is a time span between the time that you can donate blood. Thank you for that question, because it is really different. You can donate plasma more often than blood, because as I mentioned, the red blood cells, those components are going back to you. You can give plasma twice in a seven-day period. So that's twice. Within seven days, it is actually allowed and completely safe to give plasma. And that's why the plasma collection centers do encourage regular donation. Once someone's been through the screening process, these regular committed donors are really a lifeline for the people on the other end of this process that need those plasma-derived medicines. Well, there's a lot of information there, Anita, which I think a lot of people might not even have realized. So what would you like to leave with our listeners today if you could sum it all up in a nutshell? In a nutshell, please visit donatingplasma.org, donatingplasma.org, and you can find a plasma collection center that is very near to you. If you've been a blood donor, if you've given that gift of life, which we've heard about, Think about donating plasma as well. If you can fit it into your schedule, there are individuals around the world who are waiting for these therapies, who need these therapies. And as I mentioned, when we think about shock trauma, burns, other things that could affect any of us at any time in our lives, you could be helping a friend, a neighbor, um, a stranger on the street by donating your plasma. So please consider doing so and visiting donatingplasma.org. Anita Brickman, and how important it is to donate plasma. Now, Sarah Chevaria, president of Delta Dental of California, tells us about how menopause can impact your dental health. Sarah, I think I would have to be one of those women who said, I didn't know that menopause can impact my dental health. Am I alone in that? So then where exactly does the impact come in on oral health? Sarah, then most women think, well, menopause, I need to talk to my gynecologist. But now you're saying your dentist?
Now that you're here today with me and we're getting the word out about this, what do you hope that all of these changes bring about in what women know? Sarah, women may be hearing this for the first time, so what can they do? And as always, we'd like to leave our listeners with the latest information, and where can they find that? I'm Paula Degnan. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 